Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Cameron, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today um, and to be a part of the Letters to Women series. Um, And today's letter is a letter to the woman doubting God. So welcome, Cameron. Thanks, Whitney. I'm so glad to be here. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity, especially on this subject, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited um, to be here. I was on Cameron's podcast Gosh, when was that? November? Uh, November, yes. So um, I'm like, we got done talking and after our podcast interview, we talked for literally like an hour, an hour and a half later. So (laughs) I want to talk to Cameron. So um, before we dive in, Cameron, would you please introduce yourself? Sure. So my name's Cameron. Um, I'm 23. I work full time in Houston, uh, Texas um, at a Catholic nonprofit. Uh, I graduated with my master's this past spring. Uh, and I co-host the Holy Spontaneity podcast with a uh, college friend. So um, it's been a lot of fun just kind of diving into the full-time job life and balancing having a podcast too. So yeah, yeah that's fun. fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we love um, podcasts. They're fun, um, yes. especially for people like us who can just talk. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, you know, it's a, it's definitely a bit of a, a challenge and um, a play. We come from a place of humility when yep. you know, we we finally have to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So yep, absolutely, yeah. So um, as we talk about you know doubting God, and I think it's something we all go through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all. Um, the why God, why me, why this? I think doubting is associated with a lot of, of whys. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I guess if you have any personal experiences you want to share, um, with any maybe seasons or something of doubting God, uh, we can just start there and let the conversation go. Yes. So, um, (laughs) I guess maybe this isn't really like a positive thing, but I've definitely had many, um, many experience, many different experiences with spiritual dryness and doubting God. Um, and it's always, I feel like it always comes from a point, um, of, I guess, just hurt and, um, wondering, like you said, why, um, I have kind of a, I guess it's kind of become a thing. Maybe it shouldn't, but, um, I, I usually have this, this kind of phrase that I use where it's like, not funny, God, Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of a way for me to, I guess, hmm, I would say 
focus away from like the negativity of it mm-hmm. and focus kind of on the humor in it a little mm-hmm. bit um so that I'm not always in like this period of desolation or mm-hmm. um trying not to put myself in this like season of despair or anything like that mm-hmm. it more focuses on okay not funny god <laughs> but you know it's something that we can work work through so i would say um a lot of my kind of why god not funny god moment started really when i began grad school actually now that i think about it um and i was working two part-time jobs at the time that i really enjoyed um i also really enjoyed like my grad school program and everyone in it um it was a great, like, mental challenge, um, good opportunity to learn, but it became so much of my life very consuming um, that I tried to do everything all at once, and it really, I kind of fell into this pattern of, like, focusing only on school and, um, like, maybe a little bit in my faith because I was involved in music ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like where I, where I put a lot of my effort and faith in, but lost a lot of like my own personal prayer life. And I began to um, get very anxious over things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of that, when I was in those moments of suffering um, with like these anxious feelings of you know, what's going to happen next. Mm. Um, it seems like everybody else has their life together, uh, especially focusing on like relationships. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends are engaged, married, have kids, uh, or are in serious relationships. Mm. And I'm not, I'm still single. Um, so a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of those feelings came from the root of like, I'm running out of time. Mm. Um, because I'm not trusting that I'm on God's timeline Mm -hmm. and I want to control everything on my timeline. So a lot of those anxious feelings and a lot of that spiritual dryness came from the fact that I was doubting that God had something good for me. And so it would turn into why God um, or why not God Mm -hmm. or why not now? Um, And of course, you know, I would try to brush those off as like a, not funny God um, kind of thing, but, you know, when you really think back on it, it's, it's, it comes from a wound. It's, it comes from that hurt of, um, you know, the desires and the longings of your heart, not really being fulfilled in the way that you want them fulfilled. Um, Mm. So I would definitely say that, that, um, Around, around the time grad school started was where I really started feeling like doubts about my, um, my faith and doubts about, you know, my future, God's timeline, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a really hard time. It took a long time for me to like kind of wrap my head around that yeah. um, and like where all of that stemmed from. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I love that. I think... It's something that I relate to a lot in the way that like we like anxiety is tied to doubting the Lord. Um, Cause I do think 
especially throughout 2022 that was just a it was just a a good and hard year of like closing so many chapters but opening so many new ones and just like I don't know having to like receive all these new things from the Lord and like these new invitations and so um you know just for me like in this current season of preparing for motherhood um and not knowing like what it's like what work is gonna look like while staying at home with my children and so I like you know like right now in this moment I'm very anxious about it I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen um and I go I kind of go through these phases of like being really solid in my prayer and then like not like and I think we all kind of do that Mm -hmm. um and so like I know what it feels like to trust in the Lord and to give him these desires because I've done well at surrendering them to him in the past. And then when I get in these seasons of like, what is going on? What am I doing? I'm like, okay, Lord, like what, what, why? Like, you know? Yes, I completely agree. Um, And I think, there was a lot of pressure from like my grad school program to have a career lined up before we graduated. And I think that's where a lot of those um, like timeline control anxious thoughts came from. Uh, And I, I think for a while there was a time where I was like, I'm just going to completely throw it at the feet of the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not going to worry about it you know, God will provide in his timing. And then, um, I, I believe that like little by little there were, you know, um, you know, you'd open Facebook and someone else would announce that they're getting engaged Mm -hmm. or you'd open LinkedIn for me and see that someone else had accepted a job offer. And, um, it came quicker and quicker to my graduation and still not um, really knowing what the plan was. Um, I'm a huge planner. So, uh, not having things figured out, um, in a timely manner or my own timely manner, um, was definitely a big point of, of doubt for me. Mm -hmm. And it became almost to the point where I would not pray with like the expectation Mm -hmm. or, um, the desire for that prayer to be answered. Mm. It became almost like I was praying, um, believing that like my prayers and desires weren't going to be fulfilled or weren't going to be answered. Um, And that I think really just kind of played into my doubts even more, Mm. you know? Um, So one of the, one of the greatest things that I heard and gosh, I cannot remember who said it. I'm sure I've heard it from a lot of different places. um, But you know, it was told to me, pray as though you've already received. Mm. And I was like, what, but why? Because I haven't, you know, (laughs) like I'm just, I'm sitting here longing for something that I haven't received. I don't know if I'll ever receive it because Mm. these are graces and not guaranteed for us, you know? Yeah. So why should I pray as though I've already received something? Um, But, you know, the more you, the more you think about it, the more you reflect on it, the more you pray on it, you realize that going into prayer, um, especially when you have doubt about your faith um, and about God's love for you and 
um, desire to fulfill your desires mm. desire for your good when you go into prayer having doubt about that um it really just wrecks your own um, faith in the lord as mm. father yeah. um yeah and yeah it just it was a really tough time and something that I um, reflect on quite often because there is still a lot I feel like that's going on that you know I, I still catch myself like why God why not yet why not now why here I ended up moving back to um, Houston where my family's from and I did not want to move back here mm-hmm. so even after I feel like um, you know starting my job um, and moving I was still asking like well, why? Because yeah. I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to be back in Houston. So mm-hmm. why am I here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just praying as though those graces have already been received, mm-hmm. um, has made me focus a lot more on gratitude yeah. um, and less on that feeling of, of doubt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's huge as well of, entrusting these desires we have to the Lord. Um, yeah, like entering into prayer, because I think I've gone through, oh, I have, I, it's not I think I have. <laughs> I have gone through many seasons in my life where I approach prayer as a, uh, um, Lord, this is what I want, give it to me. <laughs> Mindset. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, Lord, I want my business to make a full-time income so I can work full-time Mm-hmm. Uh, and know that I'm making an income, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, um, you know, Lord, I want this. Like these, just whatever these little desires that are are that that are on my heart mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to be fulfilled. And so I, I approach prayer as a demandful person of, mm. Lord, what you've given me isn't good enough. And this is what I want. So give it to me, you know? Um, And so I've learned in the last months of, of allowing myself to pray to the Lord, to build a relationship and not for expectations Mm -hmm. out of the Lord. Um, And I think it's changed my, my approach to prayer in the sense of, okay, I used to think prayer had to be productive, that I had to thank the Lord for everything that I have before I can ask him to do things for me. (laughs) Um, And so now I've been able to change my thought of like, if I'm just sitting in a chair, talking to God casually, nothing big comes out of it. So what? Like that was still prayer. It was still time with the Lord. Um, And I think through that, it's allowed me to surrender to the Lord and like be free from those anxious thoughts. If you were waiting for the right moment, it's time to jump on the glass cup trend. Abundantly Yours Christian glass cups are perfect for the woman who wants to sip in style and who wants to be reminded of God in her everyday life. Use code podcast for 10% off of my most trending item in the shop at abundantlyyours.org. Yes, absolutely. You know, I was I was kind of reflecting on this um, a little bit before we started and was thinking about how um, Thomas, St. Thomas, the apostle, and, you know, he's he's 
really known for, you know, being doubting Thomas. Um, yeah. But the Lord used that doubt. Like he, he knew that Thomas wasn't going to be there and that he would yeah. say, well, I need to put my, my hand into his side to know. Um, yeah. And he knew that, but Thomas's doubt was allowed and used by God as part of his plan. Um, so doubt can be, and I'm, I want to be very clear about the way that I'm saying this. Doubt can be um, a way to spiritual growth. Yes. However, <laughs> if you don't act on it, mm-hmm. um, and if you don't try to, um, if you don't put in the effort to have that faith, then that doubt will become even even worse. It'll become spiritual, like, blindness and um and ignorance so when you have doubt um and you you start to question a little bit okay well is is god good Mm -hmm. um and are you know does he desire good for my life are my desires being heard even though they're not being met you know Mm um you have to fully embrace the lord And you have to come to love him. And that little bit of doubt can lead to that even more because you're wanting to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Naturally curious as a human, you're wanting to answer those questions. Do I even matter? Mm -hmm. Um, Do my desires matter? And if you decide that you want to pursue the answer to those questions, which ultimately is yes, of course, um, you you do matter and your desires do matter. If you decide to pursue those questions, um, then you'll find the answer and your faith will only grow stronger mm-hmm. uh, because you're coming closer to the Lord. And how do you do that? Um, by yeah. answering those questions through prayer um, yeah. and through spiritual, like meditation on scripture, Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. um, by adoration, coming face to face with the Lord, um, which nothing will ever replace. Um, yeah. So doubt can be used and allowed for good and for spiritual growth. Um, But you have to choose that. That's, that's the thing. Faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. However, it is also a choice. Um, So if you don't choose faith or choose to pursue faith or embrace faith, um, then you, you will fall into that kind of desolation and despair because, um, you know, you, you don't think that there's anything good for you from God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's so, so true. And I even think of, yeah, when we fall away from our prayer life, we're, we're losing communication with the Lord. And so although in a season of doubt, it might also be reflected like it's spiritual desolation, like we kind of had mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, when we fall away from this communication with the Lord of um, when we don't pray, we first forget about the Lord in our lives. Like, mm-hmm. For me, if I don't start my morning off in prayer, I'm less likely to make God invite God more into my day than if I did pray. When I do, when I pray in the mornings, um, I do like I work from home, and so I do a pretty good job at just like talking to the Lord out loud, and that's something that I've had to like grow in comfort in doing. Um, and like I pray, I do a lot of like spontaneous prayer out loud. But what I mean is like when I'm doing something and that I don't want to do like actually like speaking it into life and saying like, Lord, like be here with me, help me do this thing I don't want to do. Or say, for example, if I get an order in my shop, I'll say, thank you, Jesus. You're the best. Like 
you are so faithful to me. Um, And when I don't pray in the morning, that's because I'm not in communication with the Lord. So then the rest of the day is so much harder for me to be like, oh, I'll pray later. Like, I'm gonna get this done first. And then Mm -hmm. later, 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 later. And then it's 10 o'clock. I'm exhausted. I'm tired and ready for bed. So it's like when we're not in communication with the Lord, that's when I think our doubts become more evident and that we realize we're doing that more because um, we're losing that communication with the Lord. And so like for me, yeah, just making it a priority and it's something I'm always striving to do. Like I'm not perfect at it at all um, of making prayer a priority and making that communication um, with the Lord a priority. um, It's been huge for me. Um, And so yeah, even if prayer isn't glamorous, even if it's not quote unquote productive, um, it's still reminding me of the Lord's faithfulness to me. Mm-hmm. And that if this desire that I so deeply want isn't fulfilled today, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know? Yes. And it's funny, you know, how um, having faith can change your desires because um, for quite a long time, I was um, just kind of thinking like, well, you know, I'll, I'll be along this timeline of mine and I will, you know, find and, and date and marry someone like straight out of college. I'll start working until I have kids. Um, and I'm not there and that's okay. And I think the more that I chose to lean into my own personal relationship with the Lord and my own personal faith, the more comfortable I became in the place I was at, yeah. um, the more peace I felt in both the physical location, because remember, I didn't want to move back to Houston, mm-hmm. um, but also my spiritual location, my mm-hmm. mental location, um, and like my vocational location. Yeah. Um, so right now, you know, it's, it's funny, I was chatting about this with a friend earlier, that you know, when I was in college, I was a student and that was kind of my vocation at the time because, um, I was putting a lot of my effort into studying. I was, um, I was very studious. I was a good student. Yeah. I was still pursuing the Lord, um, within, you know, my studies, but that was my vocation. I was a student and, um, I am, you know, haven't completely discerned my vocation yet. Like I'm, I'm not married. I um, am not, you know, a religious sister. I'm not a consecrated single. Um, So that part of my vocation hasn't been discerned yet. And I was chatting with her and I was kind of like, so where, what's my vocation now? Like, what am I supposed to be doing now? I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in the middle of these vocations and I don't know how to like, I, I, I kind of, you know, doubt that there's something good for me. Yeah. Um, because I'm in this place where I'm just not sure what's next. Like I, I don't know. Um, and that's been really hard for me as someone who likes to plan. Yeah. Same. And kind of like have have these ideas and these goals and ambitions. And, um, but I think that there's something really beautiful, um, about being in this, place where you don't know Mm -hmm. because you know I I feel like if you if you did know there'd be no reason for there'd be no reason to have faith Mm. um 
So when you are doubting that there's something good coming next or that the desires of your heart are going to be fulfilled, um, it kind of forces you to focus on your relationship with the Lord. It focuses uh, or it, it forces you to focus on having that faith because um, otherwise you're really left with just this complete emptiness. Yeah. So that's a really beautiful thing that I've learned to embrace and I'm still learning to embrace as I'm on this journey um, is just, you know, accepting um, and embracing the place that I'm at right now. Um, and there's a lot of, of beauty and peace that comes with that. Um, when you do decide to embrace and use the doubt that you've experienced yeah. to grow in your own faithfulness to mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so huge. And I think, you know, we're all, you know, striving for heaven. We're all striving to be saints. And so, um, even putting it into the perspective is like, you know, so we're, we're people who like to know what's next, to know the plan, to know X, Y, Z, what's happening, what order, what am I supposed to do tomorrow? What, you know, all those things. And so, um, something the Lord, I don't remember if it was kind of something the Lord brought to me, uh, just a a thought through a podcast or what, but of like, okay, so if I want to be a saint, what is the Lord, like kind of what are some of like the, the, the foundational things the Lord invites us into? And one of those is like living in the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> and being present. And um, the Lord really revealed to me is like the only way I'm going to become a saint is if I can live in the moment and answer the call to what he's inviting me into that day. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that day means, okay, well, today I'm babysitting my nephew um, and, you know, I have this task um, on my agenda like that's where I'm going to be. And so trying to show up more fully present um, because I think, yeah, we, we can get such a big picture mindset and it's, it can get overwhelming and thinking we have to have this all-star plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we come back to the, just making it, just focusing more on it and being like, okay, well, the Lord knows what next week is going to bring. He knows what the next hour is going to bring. Like, asking the Lord to give us the graces to be present, I think is a huge thing of, I don't know, just learning to really, you know, strive for sainthood in that, in that sense of, you know, yes, we're going to still doubt God. (laughs) Yes. We're going to still have our (laughs) moments. But, um, I think when we just come back to the fact of like, um, believing that the Lord has everything figured out, um, and, and just really, really, really praying with that, that phrase of, and that truth of like, the Lord is going to guide me because he hasn't planned. And so coming back to that of like, like taking a deep breath of fresh air and just saying like, Lord, you haven't figured out for me. Allow me to just be at peace with what is in front of me right now. Um, because I do think our, our doubts come al- along with like these big things, kind of like, you know, your vocation or your career or your whatever they are. Right. And so it's like, okay, yes, those are big, huge things, but the Lord has everything figured out, um, 10 times better than I can imagine. So how, what is he calling me to do today that will get me to where, you know, he wants me to be. 
you know, I think that it also comes with surrender, but yes. I don't know. I just think really striving to be present as much as possible is huge. Have you ever considered starting a side hustle? What could an extra $100 a month do for you? Or even an extra $250 a month or $500 a month? It could cover your groceries or gas or even be used on some much needed self-care. In addition to Abundantly Yours, I'm also a clean beauty advocate and there are a few reasons why. I don't just love their products, I love their story and all that they stand for. Crunchy is founded by Christian women who stand for holistic living and healthy lifestyles. Maybe you've already tried the products but want to make some extra money by sharing them with your friends. Or maybe you haven't even tried the products but you want to dive in deep, share your entire journey from the beginning, and help others make a switch to clean beauty. Here are some of my favorite things about this clean beauty gig. Number one, helping women clean up their beauty routines and reduce the amount of toxins in their lifestyle. Number two, residual income potential. I make commission on all customer reorders even if they don't use my link after the first time. 20 to 40% commission. Number four, team building is 100% optional, which means you don't have to sign other advocates up underneath of you to make any money. And number six, teaming up with like-minded women. The link to join my team of incredible Christian women is in the episode description. If you are ready to join the movement and advocate for 100% clean and non-toxic beauty products, join me as a clean beauty advocate. If you're not ready to make money with Crunchy yet, but would just love to make the switch to non-toxic products, you can also shop via the link in my description. Thank you so much, and I can't wait for you to join me on the clean living journey. Absolutely. And gosh, Whitney, I mean, um, you mentioned, you know, striving for sainthood. And I think sometimes we forget that saints struggled with the same, um, you know, human doubts and and spiritual dryness that we do. I mean, you have, you know, St. Therese of Lisieux and Padre Pio and um, even St. Ambrose, like his sister Mm -hmm. struggled with with doubt. And he, you know, she went to him and she asked, she was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. What would you say like to do? And he said, say the apostles creed. Mm -hmm. Every time you are tempted with, with unbelief, say the apostles creed, because you're saying, I believe, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the church. I believe in the communion of the saints um, and the resurrection of the dead. And that I think we take for granted. um, Every time we say the rosary, and then um, when the Nicene Creed is said, like, you know, we, I think we take that for, for granted um, that we have that at our um, disposal for lack of a better word. But um, when we say those, we must say them with intention. They can't just be another, you know, going through the motions of the mass or of the rosary of, of, of what we pray and what we say, but they, they must be said with intention. You know, mm-hmm. that's, um, that's there's going to be spiritual graces that come from you know saying that especially in times of unbelief you know and yeah. times of doubt but i you know we we forget sometimes that the saints have struggled with that you know yeah um, and one saint uh saint jane francis de chantel um, <laughs> she went through so many different sufferings i mean her son was killed and her um her husband and like 
just, I mean, there's just so many different things that went on in her life that was just, you know, she went through lots of spiritual dryness and, and, um, she, uh, she was working with, um, St. Francis de Sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I say working with, he was her spiritual director. Yep. And, um, there was a, a lot of uh, just sufferings and, and hurt in her life. But the thing that stuck out to me most about her story is that she remained active in her faith and she remained yeah. cheerful. Um, and even in times of, of desolation that she experienced with deaths and, um, you know, her father-in-law who had threatened to disinherit her children and her husband who was killed after seven years of marriage and um, all of this, she still remained cheerful and Mm -hmm. she still remained active. She wanted to serve the Lord Um, and she became a saint. I mean, we, we have to remember that as we're striving for holiness and as we're striving for sainthood, um, it's completely possible for us, you know, even in these periods of, of anxious thoughts or spiritual dryness, and especially in cases of doubt, um, when we decide to take that and grow in our faith. Um, and I was, you know, I was reading this one article and the priest who had wrote it had this really beautiful quote, um, that I'd like to, I'd like to say, because I, I think that I haven't really heard anything quite so summed up as this one. Um, and it really, really made me reflect on what we're doing in our lives and what we're asking for, because I ask all the time, I'm like, okay, Lord, if, if I need to do this, then you have to let me know. Like, you've got to let me know. I need some sort of answer from you. Mm. Um, or, if, you know, I need to move on from this or if I need to make this decision and accept this offer or do this, like I need some sort of answer from you. Mm -hmm. And um, so this quote is from Father Joseph Esper. And he said, the path of holiness is often a rough one, many times lacking signs to reassure us of our direction. But God is with us in our journey, helping us every step of the way. And oh my gosh, (laughs) Whitney, when I read that in this article i was like oof um, <laughs> yikes that is, that is my <laughs> life yeah. because you know it's a lot of times we don't have prayers answered mm-hmm. in the way that we want them to be answered or we don't receive like the signs that we're asking for yeah um, and so we're not sure we're like okay well i guess i'm just making a blind decision yeah you're not making a blind decision like the holy spirit is within you yep. god is with you um, Jesus is with you. Mary is praying for you. All the saints are praying for you. Um, like that, that decision doesn't come lightly. Yeah. And I just, I thought it was the most beautiful, like summed up quote, Mm -hmm. um, that I'd read in a while. And I think it's just a good reminder that, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever doubting God, know that he is still with you Mm -hmm. in that doubt. Yeah. He's not, he, he doesn't just go away from you because you're doubting him right then, or you're yelling at him and asking why God, you know, um, 
he's still there. He's right with you. Yeah. And you can speak. And you mentioned earlier that you become more comfortable with like talking out loud to God. Mm -hmm. If that's, if that's something that, you know, you're comfortable with, or even if you're uncomfortable with it, you know, say it out loud. Yeah. There is such an intentionality and um, a beauty in speaking things out loud, declaring them out loud. Yes. Especially to the Lord. Just, okay, Lord, I know you're with me, but I am, I'm doubting so much right now. How do I know that you are desiring good for me and for my life? Um, There's beauty and there are graces that come from that. Maybe not in a way that you can see immediately or ever, um, but there are graces that come from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I love that all so much. I just think it's so important. And I mean, it's kind of like almost recapping the last, you know, 30 minutes of our conversation of like, you know, when we experience this doubt, I feel the most powerful thing we can do is to just continue to invite the Lord in, um, into everything. Um, and really just recognizing the presence of the Lord in our lives, because I think through that we really, um, find joy, um, in the sense of, I have a savior who is looking after me, who has everything planned out for me, who has all the decisions that I'm ever going to make already decided for me. Um, and so rejoicing in that, um, because I, I know, I know doubt and anxiety are so hard because I experiencing, I experienced them myself. Um, but what's made it easier for me is to really just grip onto the Lord, um, to really cling to him. Um, and I don't have any like magic prayer routine to give you (laughs) to make that happen. Um, I've found the way that I've experienced the Lord in these seasons is, you know, okay, it's time for prayer. Lord, how are you inviting me to pray today? And just starting with that and not getting caught up in the, okay, I'm going to pray a rosary, then read this chapter of the Bible, then prayer journal, and then spend five minutes in silence, and then pray chaplet. And then, you know what I mean? Like, we just get so formally structured in prayer um, and feeling like we have to do it all. But for me, it's coming back to where's the Lord inviting me to be with him today? Because he knows and he, um, you know, if, if I never get an answer from the Lord of what he wants me to do, I just sit there and look at him on the cross and my crucifix and I just start talking, <laughs> you yeah. know, yes. um, and just really living in that um, of Lord, how are you calling me to be with you today? Um, because that's when we experience the joy, because that's it's essentially saying like, you know, say I like to, me and you both like to go to a coffee shop and we want to hang out. Like, where are we going to go? We're going to go to a coffee shop because we're both going to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And so that's the way that the Lord will work in our lives too. So um, I guess if you have any advice for um, anyone in this season of struggle with doubting the Lord, um, feel free to share that. Absolutely. Um, so you know, this, this is going to seem like the most cliche answer, but it is the, the root and the foundation of our relationship with the Lord. Sweet friends, if you are struggling with doubting God, um, tell him, mm. tell him, pray, mm-hmm. um, you know, say it out loud yep. or say it in your head or say it when you're crying in the shower. Um, yep. Just 
tell him, mm. and, um, you know, if you need, uh, if you are that person who needs a little structure, um, look up the surrender novena, mm. say yes. that novena. It is such a powerful one. Um, lay it all at the foot of the cross. Mm. So, yeah, I love that. That's so huge. Um, telling the Lord how we feel is so big, so big. Yes. So big. <laughs> yes, I, and I, you know, people, I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, Oh, you know, we have to, we have to pray this way or, um, and the know, Lord already like, knows. He already he knows, knows what's happening. He knows, but tell him anyway. Yeah. Like, yep. He rejoices in that. He wants that from us. Yeah, because you're opening your heart to him. And if you mm-hmm. open your heart to him, you you can allow him to work in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, that's something I've been really persistent in. Thank the Lord that the Lord will not get annoyed with me, although he might. <laughs> um, but like, you know, if there's something I'm struggling with or something I desire so, so, so deeply, like, trust me, I am persistent in telling that to the Lord of, Lord, I want this. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then settling back into the fact of like, okay, Lord, what am I called to do today? Just as I mentioned earlier, like yep. just being persistent and telling the Lord our feelings. And even if it's not a desire that you have, maybe you just don't even know what's happening in your life. Say, Lord, hello, it's me. What the heck is going on? Yes. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think when we bring these things to the light and I'm a big outward thinker. And so mm-hmm. like, Half the time I solve my own problems while I'm talking to my husband. <laughs> like, yep, I just figured that out. Thanks for listening. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's the same thing, like, um, just like with prayer of like making these feelings and out like outward and getting them off of our chest and getting them getting them out. Um, and Lord, I feel alone. Be with me. Um, I think is just powerful in the fact of you know physically speaking that into life um, and telling the Lord because then yeah, we don't feel so alone. We're like, okay, like the Lord's got me. Like, let's do it. It's not going to be easy, but here we go. Right now, what's what's the first thing on my list, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I completely agree. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's just crazy um, that we have the opportunity, like, to be persistent in telling the Lord anything. Yes. <laughs> um, and just being able to be in communication with him um, at any time of day that we need him. And mm-hmm. He's not a, you know, we have a 10 10 a.m. coffee date. And if you're late, too bad you missed out on me today type of a God. (laughs) Um, Yes. And being able to, yeah, just fully grow in relationship with him through whatever season it is. And I think um, kind of a little piece of advice that I would have is like kind of evaluate evaluate where you are with your prayer life um, and don't settle for complacency because I think when we start to settle, we start to doubt, mm-hmm. um, you know, so maybe you just start with, yeah, the surrender novena, praying a rosary a day, start there. Okay. Once you complete that, maybe your next goal should be, maybe I want to pray the rosary every day, you know, mm-hmm. or really just working on, um, bringing the Lord into your life more, but don't do it overwhelmingly that you have to pray a rosary at 7am and then the all, every liturgy of the hours and a holy hour and a daily mass, you know, like yes. that would be wonderful. The Lord would be so thankful if we could do that all, but we're human. Um, and we are called to be doing other things as well. Um, and so, yeah, just really 
um, leaning into the Lord and that opportunity to be in relationship with him um, in just, just starting small with your prayer life. Once you get that, you know, uh, I'm not that I like to say that like you want prayer to become a habit because I think when we do a habit, it becomes a going through the motions type of a thing. So a healthy habit in the sense of like, I'm showing up intentionally and during this right. time, you know, right. Making it a part of your day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And intentionally entering into it and not just, um, you know, saying the Hail Mary to say it or saying the rosary to say it and to say right. I prayed, um, yeah. but to say it with intentionality. Um, so yeah, just building up your prayer life. So, you know, if you're doing currently doing morning prayer, how can you do, you know, a little evening devotion and just, yeah, just starting simple and seeing where the Lord is inviting you to be in that season of life, which is, I think is kind of where I was going with this, this, this statement of like, um, in college prayer looked completely different than it does right now. Yeah. Um, and so embracing that and embracing the change that prayer doesn't have to be the same all the time, which is the best thing ever. Yes. Yes. Yep. I mean, thank goodness. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be, be insane. We, we have Jesus on demand. Yep. We do. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Netflix on demand, but like yeah. on demand. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. Much better. You know, yeah. we're, we're preparing for an eternity with him. So, mm-hmm you know, you, why would you want to spend an eternity with someone you don't know? So start getting to know him. Mm. Yeah. Mic drop. Yes. Mic drop. That was good. Why would you spend an eternity with someone you don't know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Girl, you're spitting fire. I love that. (laughs) It's all the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So good. Um, Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up our conversation, um, the loaded question, what is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know it's such a, it's like a good question, but it's so hard because it's like one thing, but. If I could sum it all up. So I have felt really close to Mary lately, uh, mm-hmm. I did my consecration to Jesus through Mary this past year. Mm -hmm. Um, So one piece of advice that I would love every young woman to know is that Mary is your mother and she is Jesus's mother. And she is always, always, always willing to pray for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Just simple and, um, I mean, even, um, yeah, Mary, and we also have the saints in the sense of, um, I know I've said this in um, some other episodes and things of go find a saint that struggled with what you do and become best friends with them because you are not alone, just as we said. And, um, you know, we know that we can pray with the saints in their intercession um, to Jesus through that. And so, um, like St. Teresa Lisieux is one that I love because she learned to do things in the littlest of ways, do the littlest of things with the greatest love in the littlest of ways. Right. Like, yes. And wanting to grow into that grow and grow, you know, grow, do better at that is what I'm trying to say, but like <laughs> finding those saints um, and the saints will also find you, um, which I, which is also a beautiful thing. So yeah, lean on our mother, lean on the saints. Um, 
and yeah, reach out if you feel alone in a season of doubt. Um, yeah, Cameron and I are both here. <laughs> you can I'm always pray with you. So we can always um, jump on a phone call and talk um, because we both have experienced doubt. We both experience anxiety and it's not easy. And so, um, yeah, just recognizing that you are not alone. You're not the only one who struggles with this because um, especially as women, we tend to make um, our problems very interior and um, believe in the devil tries to get us to believe that we are alone, which is yes. not, not, not true. Not true. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. So fun. I loved this conversation. It was so fun to chat. So um, before we leave, share about your podcast and with where people can follow you on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I co-host a podcast with a college friend. Um, it's called Holy Spontaneity. And it's really um, kind of focused. We've, we've chatted about a lot of different things. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm-hmm. And you can find us also on Instagram at Holy Spontaneity. Yes, go follow. Um, go check out our episode. I, I We talked about um, comparison yes. when I was on, which is also a topic that me and Cameron can talk for hours about. <laughs> and we almost did. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you guys go check out their podcast, go subscribe, go follow along. Um, yeah, they're, they're fun. Um, a couple girls. Um, I'm excited. I love, I just love podcasts and I love Catholic friends. So I'm thankful that you joined me today. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks so much for, for getting the chance to speak about this. Yes, absolutely. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.